Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, the High on LAFC podcast with your favorite host, myself, Dylan Monroy, and my good super soccer fanatic and LAFC super fan, Jorge Martinez. Say hello. Yo, what's going on, everyone? What is going on, my brother? Dude. It happened. It happened. Our first game in it's the books. Here. And his victory. And it looked good. Yeah, man. It was uh, what a, what a way to start the season, right? Unfortunately, we didn't get that banger of a match at the Rose Bowl. Uh, but you know, we like like we like we had mentioned on on uh, on Instagram leading up to the game and everything like we get to open up the the start of the MLS season at home. What what better way? What better way, dude? And not not only that, man, but the ceremony, the ring ceremony for the players. That's a special experience that oh, yeah. that the BMO Stadium has <laughs> never had. And that ring, my dog. Bro, that ring classy. is the coolest looking championship ring uh-huh. I have ever seen. Nothing better has ever been made. Honestly, honestly, I truly believe that. Uh-huh. You know, after mm-hmm. seeing like other Super Bowl rings or like Lakers rings that I've seen or whatever, like this one is black. Oh, that was like, cool. You to don't me, see that, that was man. unique. That's you know? different. That's way different. You know, you hardly see stuff like that. So I, I agree, man. I, I like that too. I, I loved it, man. And, uh, I mean, it was cool to have the ceremony. The banners. The banner was cool. The banners yeah. are up. I, they're right above our section, dude. Yeah, man. So I, I got some videos. I, I didn't get around to posting them because it was busy in the moment and everything. So I'll, I'll post them, you know, so you guys can see it. But it's just uh, the banner was, like, really cool right above us. And we, we got a good, good look at that. And just the ceremony in general, man. Like, it was just, it was amazing. It was, it was great to see Bale back there. Like... Dude, I, you know what? I wasn't expecting to to no, see Bale there. I wasn't honestly. You know? I, I just figured, you know, he's he's gone. It is what it is. Like, I just mm. I moved on in in that regard, right? Well, I mean, you and I talked about this before the podcast a uh-huh. little bit. You'd mentioned, you know, like that just goes to show just how connected I feel like this club is with its players, with its fans, mm-hmm. and everything. Like the culture of the team is really good, and. You know, for for Bale to want to come back to LAFC, to Los Angeles, just for this ring ceremony, I feel like says a lot about how his experience also was Oh, yeah, definitely. Here. Definitely. I think it just goes to show that this this club meant something to him. I mean, not meant, but means something to him. I mean, right. this is his, it was his final destination. Like, yeah, he had the World Cup, but this was his last trophy, his last hurrah and everything. And, like, it's... Not only was it his last one, but it was LAFC's first. So extra special that he could be one of the key players in that final game. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't the impact we wanted throughout the whole season. But at the end of the day, when Bale was needed most, when he was needed at the absolute most, he delivered. He And he delivered. And he's got a special place. And not only in my heart, but I know in... And almost all your guys' hearts. Oh yeah. How could you forget about Bill? Uh, oh yeah, I was one of the people who not only criticized his lack of production, his mm-hmm. injuries, his commitment, 
you know, but Which like I don't blame you for. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't the guy that we I feel like as a fan base we're expecting to be, but in that final he came uh-huh. on in moments where you know even I almost lost hope. He, you know, I like I was, I was there crying. and I was like really <laughs> bummed out because there was very little time left, but. I, Bale came on and he he does what he does and he did that and he scored and he brought us back and he's just such an important piece to our history now in LAFC and it's just mm-hmm. so cool because it happened all in one year when he joined you know midway and uh, we are now forever connected to the cult hero Loki legend Gareth Bale Gareth Bale dude ah, amazing I'm just I just got flashbacks of the, that day that's Good times. Amazing memories. Good times. But now, flashbacks of this last weekend. Flashbacks of this last weekend. Um, well, we talked about the ceremony and how big it was. Uh-huh. This was our first game. And it was against Portland Timbers where, mm-hmm. funnily enough, we finished the season, yeah. you said. <laughs> and we last won year. the Supporter Shield. It's the last time we, we uh, beat them in the dying embers of the game to win the Supporter Shield uh, and everything and get that. Get that all-important first-round buy that we needed. Or <clears throat> didn't need, but, you know. Definitely helped. It definitely helped. So, that you know, that was kind of special because of that. And then we come back here, we play them again at home, and we beat them. So that was, that was what a way, what a way. You know, and, like, it, it, it was cool, you know. I, I was at the game this weekend, and there was a lot of uh, uh, Portland people around. And it was, it was nice seeing them. It, it's cool to see away and traveling fans I would imagine that LA is probably one of the places where people are just like oh yeah that's a that's an away destination game right. like, I'll for sure go to that game or something you know if they're on like this side of the, the coast and stuff so it was cool seeing that there seeing all the fans you know I just got memories of when I went to the Portland game last season and you know everyone there was super nice to us and just very very it was a very awesome environment like really cool what they've got going on and creating over there but we got our own special version here and it was it was really great to it was really great to see all you guys out there again that were there you know all the fans unfortunately we couldn't hop on the grass because of uh you know like before t- for the like tailgates and everything so it was much like the final and like that mm, little cement that little area. spark small yeah, spot yeah because the the grass was all messed up from the from the rain mm. believe it or not super okay. muddy and our, like we realized too that the grass is actually sloped for the drainage but not good enough but yeah man so that, that was kind of weird not being on the grass but i was wearing white air maxes so i'm glad i'm not i wasn't Oh man, Jorge <laughs> caring about the shoes. Well, you might not have that problem Sunday uh, when we play the New England Revolution. But back to this game for like a moment, because you know we won, yeah, three to two. But you and I talked about this before, and it's always been something we kind of have to talk about, yeah, which is that LAFC is not always the best at dominating the, the entire whole game. game. Yeah, yeah. They go out, they put their foot on the gas, and I, I feel like the offense, you know, to my surprise, because I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, to be fair, bro, right. I think most people thought this way because Chicho, Chicho was the focal point, right? Um, and so we did, like, he was a striker. He was the one putting away all the goals and stuff. Like, I mean, not the only one, but a majority of our goals came from right. him. He was involved in a lot of the plays. That's why I felt like he was going to be a kind of a big loss. But yeah, of seeing the offense and how it was functioning between uh, Opoku, Buanga, and Vela, 
and you know the rest of the team as a whole but like up front specifically uh-huh. I felt like it was really free flowing there were moments where I saw Poku on the left I saw Vela even on the left at some point I saw Blong on the right it was just an, uh, it's like MSN but better <laughs> of course it's better what, what is this uh, Poku Blonga, and Vela OBV OVV, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah, there like we go. Like we that. just started that, okay? <laughs> OVV, OVV, I like it, I like it, I yeah. like it. <laughs> All right, okay, we just started that. Anyway, um, so I thought they did a really good job up front, you know, and so we go up three goals. Well, first, we should mention, first goal, Giorgio Chiellini, you know, yeah. I was a little surprised he started this game, you know, with him kind of being out of, like, the playoffs, which I thought was Yeah, and him weird. being, like... Yeah, because he didn't play a lot of the, the playoff games. Yeah, he was no. more of, like, a veteran presence, like, in mm-hmm. the locker room and the, the end of the, the final. Uh, so it was kind of surprising, especially with the uh, additions of Aaron Long and uh, Maldonado. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming... Or what, what it looks like to me is that Trundolo wanted to put out an 11 from this past season you know like his mm. best you know like okay like kind of like let's go with what was working you know like these are all players that are here and understand the system and everything so i right. think maybe that's why he got the start <clears throat> yeah instead of like long but i i think going forward and as probably gets to it's i mean long hasn't played with LAFC, but I think we all imagine that Long's going to be a right. starter. I do he's, think he's, he's going to be gonna starter. Be a starter. Yeah. So, I think it's still part of just like the the integration process. And since these are actual, one thing is playing friendly, right? And mm-hmm. scrimmages. We know how those go. They play forty five minutes, and then second half, the numbers are in three digits. You know, like mm-hmm. you have number forty five and stuff uh-huh. you know so it's just it's not it's not the same competitiveness and everything so seeing as how these are our this is our first competitive fixture of the year i, I think that's why mm-hmm. he went with killing at least that's my kind of thought process like let me put out an 11 that already understands and everything like these are these are the guys like yeah Giorgio's not gonna start and play every single game but he can start and play here and there so yeah, so that's uh, well, the thing. And he, he did played, the job. He did the job. He got man of the match, getting the first goal. First goal uh, of the season, yeah. First and goal of the season. First goal, actually, with for LFC, the club. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of a really big, uh, that's a big, really big day for him. For him. Yeah. And, um, not many people can say that. Not many Italians. <laughs> not many Italian players have that legacy. Um, yeah, and then uh, Achillini played for like about 80 minutes or so and got subbed out, but. You know, I think that's kind of where he's that's at really in his expecting. career. Uh-huh. We, we should expect him to maybe come off a little uh, before I don't, the yeah, 90th I don't minute, if not like a substitute appearance, you know. Right, right. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that's what we're going to be looking at in terms of Chiellini is a lot more of these substitute appearances coming off the bench, but mainly providing that veteran uh, locker room presence. So I, I'm, I'm glad he was able to play, uh, but I'm glad... Um, <clears throat> that uh, Long also did come on. You know, just came on for the last ten minutes of the game, so it's it's good. But I think going forward, we are gonna see Long, long as a more, starter. Yeah, yeah, Long more often, and you know it's yeah. I, I think Long's gonna be our starter, and maybe who knows? I'm actually I'm curious to see how Maldonado's gonna play into all of this. Like where his role is. In I think the, we're gonna see him uh, against the Costa Rican team. 
Uh-huh. I think that would be like a team he starts against. That's true. And you know, funny enough, too, is uh, I'm looking here on FootMob on the lineup, and there's something, too, that I'm very confused about. And um, I wanted to bring up to you. I've been meaning to tell you that I noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed, but if you look at FootMob and you look at injured and suspended players and you look at the bench, I don't see Eddie Segura. And then when LAFC released the official roster numbers, mm-hmm. there was no number four. Interesting. So maybe he's on of, the move. Who knows? Maybe there's a contract thing going on or something. But the thing is, is that he was there at the game, and okay. he was in LAFC here. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But that's just something I I completely forgot. And I, I was gonna mention it to you, you know. Well, but I just you know. I know you've liked Segura for a mm-hmm. while, bro, but. I feel like he's lost a step, and I mean, if we yeah. were to get some sort of asset allocation money or mm-hmm. whatever to send him to another MLS team or or sell him for some money, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because I really mm-hmm. do think having Long and this Maldonado kid, I believe, will be the next Segura, potentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, like I, it's just it is depth that we would lose. Uh-huh. So that's especially not, with like a season. LAFC guy right. is. and he wasn't he wasn't in the first season but I think in the second season or towards the end of the first season they picked him up like on loan and then got him like I remember him being relatively early in LAFC's history he was there so he's he's a guy that's been around so mm-hmm. I, you know I like him because he's, he's he's decent and he's been around in the club and he knows the the way LAFC works and you're right we would be losing death but with that being said, I do agree that Mario and Long is the is, is, the, is, is the starting is the partnership, lineup. and yeah. then and then after that you have Maldonado and and Chiellini. and what yeah. I mean, Chiellini, amazing. Anytime, any day of the week you can play uh, him, but he cannot play every single week. Yeah, same thing could be for Maldonado. We just simply don't know. We we don't know yet. Yeah, we just don't. We really don't know too much of of him and how he's a uh, yeah how well, he's doing. You know. <laughs> The next goal in this very game against Portland, uh-huh. um, you know, we talked about Opoku kind of making that big jump this season. and you know, Starting more games and all. Starting more games, getting more goals. And, you know, he did get to uh, – he did get a goal later in the game, in the 52nd minute, from a Vela um, assist. Uh-huh. But he was the one – who got the 34th minute penalty, you know, with this good soft touch, getting fouled in the box. Like, mm-hmm. Opoku puts himself in these positions to be deadly and to finish. And and I just feel like we've always our, kind of been on our si- on his yeah. side. And I just think giving him this opportunity, he's really going to show us mm-hmm. that he's a special player. You know who I kind of liken him to? Like uh, like Diogo Jota, one of those like Ooh, okay. those chaotic players that has so much energy in the box and want not only has all this energy up top, but wants the ball, wants yeah. the ball. I think there was a meme one time that there's like where they're like, oh, a ball gets whipped into the box, Diogo Jota immediately, and it's just like a piece of wood like jumping into the air to like. Yeah hit the ball or something you know something something like that but that's the thing is that like he's so like he wants that ball like he's gonna get it yeah. and i, I kind of see a poco similar in the sense that he's got a lot of energy up top he kind of does incorporate a little bit of high press when he can he's got that you know that pep in his step but 
he's also chaotic because mm-hmm. he's not in like a bad way, but in the sense that he's he's gonna try to create something. He's a catalyst sort of like player, and he he has a just the ability to to get away from his man or to do something small just like that. Just take that small soft touch, draw the foul. I mean, he wasn't looking for the foul, but he certainly as well. He he certainly got it. But yeah. it was his ability to get in that position to take that sort of touch and to make those decisions quickly uh, that that led to the P, the PK. Yep, it's it's just smart by him as like a player. He's good in the final third. Um, he is a player that I think is giving me even more confidence that I agree. this front three is going to work out. I think so. Because um, like I mentioned later in the second half, he gets his own goal and he gets just one quick touch, one oh, quick pass did. from Vela, one touch smashes it. Powers it past the keeper, like, on the floor. It's in the back of the net! <laughs> yeah. And, and it, you know, that just goes to show, he in a game, he can have an assist, which, wait, he did not have an assist. He had only a goal. Well, he won the PK, so that counts as an assist. Low-key assist and a it goal. It counts so, in fantasy, so it counts yeah, in real life. <laughs> yeah, counts in real life. I think it's a, isn't that what they call, like, a hockey assist? Is it? I don't know. I've I'm always not heard that. I don't very know what that into means. hockey. But <laughs> to be honest, I've always heard that. I have no idea what that is. Do not take my word for it. I just spoke out of my ass. Nobody listen to Jorge. <laughs> that is exactly what he's saying. Um, okay. Well, you know, we mentioned the penalty. And, of course, the only guy who's going to take it is Carlos Vela. King and Carlos Vela. Charlie Candle. I haven't heard that last part. No. Charlie Candle. No. Huh? Vela. Oh. Vela means candle in Spanish. Oh. Some people call him Charlie Candle. For Carlos instead of Carlos, Charlie, yeah. Dude, you just blew my mind. <laughs> anyway, um, so. That's like if you, if you ever see the LASC post <laughs> yeah. and you see people just commenting candles, it's for Vela. I've actually never noticed that at all. That is quite look, interesting. Look at, okay, look, I'm going to pay attention yeah, to that. Look at next it, you'll time. see the, the candle emoji. It's for, Or they'll put like a wizard and like a candle, I've noticed. Huh. Or like the wizard red light or something, you know? I've noticed things like that. Okay. Yeah, Charlie well, Campbell. Well, Vela gets on the score sheet in another season for LAFC. He's already enshrined as like our legend. <laughs> He's our legend. In for the sure. club. So it's always cool to see Vela get on the score sheet. Albeit a penalty. Uh, you know how like at Emirates, they have like a statue of Henri doing the knee slide. Oh yeah. We should get something like that for Redla. What would you put? I don't know. I don't know. What's an iconic celebration? He's got so many, dude. He scored so many goals. Damn, that's a good question. We'll have to come back to this yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, you know what? One of these days, I think we're just gonna have to sit here and just type in. All LAFC Carlos Vela goals or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> dude, just, we like, should do that. I'm pretty sure there's a video of that. Yeah, there's got to be. If not, maybe we'll make it. No, that's a lot of work. <laughs> you never know. Um, <laughs> well, okay, Jorge, you and I mentioned it. LAFC go on this great run of offense, mm-hmm. score three bow, goals. Bow, 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 bow. Going into the second half, they score a goal, and then... It just seemed like LAFC got too confident, too comfortable, and Portland scores the first goal with a uh, new Brazilian uh, to Evander. MLS, Evander, with a pretty good finish. Really good finish, well taken hit. Yeah, like... It's like, it, it was good. There should have been a lot more done on That's where I was about to go yeah. to, bro. <laughs> like, okay, I... 
I was not at this game, unfortunately. I had previous plans. Um, but watching McCarthy uh, as a playing as the whole game, I do have some concerns because in there were moments where I felt like he wasn't really commanding the box or uh-huh. or like controlling his defense, and 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 then this goal by Evander. Albeit a fantastic shot, I do think McCarthy could have maybe got his hands on it. Yeah. It passed right by him. Um, and not only that, but not, since I'm already talking about McCarthy, I just feel like even on the second goal, he was just a little bit too much to dive for the ball and waiting for it. Like, I don't know. He, his reactions yeah. weren't as good, I felt. Well, when he came out, like, the box, so the ball, like, it's a corner kick. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he comes out, slaps it, not punches it. But mm-hmm. he well, barely, he gets like a fingertip to it, like kind of just tips it away. Yeah. And he goes out wide to the left, and then there's a Portland guy there. But now he's like, he's like past his six. So that's the thing, too, is that that ball that came in, it was like in between the six and But the then he 18. went for it. But he went for it, and he didn't necessarily commit to it. And win it, and that's you know where you're saying yeah. you got to command the box, you got to be the biggest guy there, and he didn't necessarily do that. In his, I don't want to say defense because he is a goalkeeper, but there were a lot of guys, like there were a lot of bodies, and so I understand that he can't go through all of them. But with that being said, I'm pretty sure we've all taken a fucking knee from from a keeper. At one point, like we've we all been, definitely, we've all been clobbered and they by have keeper. every right, man. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a keeper, and like they That's told they me, tell you. they told me, kill everyone, <laughs> bro, protect yourself. And Who I still ended up getting need and losing half yeah. third of my kidney. But anyway, Aww. that's a different story for a different time. Um, <laughs> but going back, yeah. So he tips it. He's out of position, and then at one point, like they play the ball through into the box. No, he doesn't win it. He's kind of at this point. McCarthy is facing the ball and the goal. Like, yeah. his, he is, like, looking. He is behind. He is way behind. Way. Like, it's, and then, so, they try this cheap-ass Chilena bicycle, tricycle kind of thing, which kind of works. Because <laughs> it gets to, it gets, like, lobbed over to another Portland guy, and he just kind of, like, whips it back in, you know, or not whips it back in, because it was headed towards the goal direction, mm-hmm. but he just, like, forces it in and you know he gets back in they he slots it in the back and yeah you're right you know <clears throat> i remember watching this game from the stands and everything happened so quick the second goal yeah that was you know i could there's not much i could say there but the first goal it just it happened so fast i, I couldn't really tell uh, but now watching the replay uh, yeah like it, it's just it went right through his not right through his hands but if he would have reacted Half a second quicker. Even less than that. Then he would have for sure got it. And it was kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. like you know. And then, like, I also think Colin said, he saw the shot coming, so he slid to try to block it. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. the shot was in there. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, didn't work out. And then, so that's the thing. I'm wondering if maybe, like, Colin's head was blocking McCarthy's view at the time. And then once he went down and he slid, like, it was too late. And, and uh, you know, that's when he was like, oh, wait, you know, because like, I hear this all the time. Um, I'm, you know, I, I played center back quite a bit. 
so I, I hear a lot. Back in the Sunday leagues. Back in the Sunday league days. <laughs> and I would hear, you know, from my keepers communicating to me, I can't see, I can't see, you know, because when you're positioning yourself, sometimes you might obstruct the goalkeeper. So that's, you know, your goalkeeper lets you know, hey, I can't see right now. And then you move out of the way or whatever, which way you need to, or they help you. In those cases, you know, a good goalkeeper would say, hey, take two steps to the right, two steps to the left. There, now I can see it and you're in a good position because mm-hmm. the goalkeeper is, the goalkeeper to me is like by default a, a captain in a, in a way. He has to be a vocal leader. He has to be a vocal Just leader. Be, you're watching the entire mm-hmm. you landscape that, yeah. of what's happening in front and, of you. And you control the back line. The yeah. back line listens to you. So, you know, this, the back line answers to the center back, right? But the center back answers to the keeper. And that's yeah. that's just the facts. The keeper at the end of the day runs that back line. So we're I, again like the, I'd have to look at it at another angle, you know, three D Google view and and whatnot, and see where like everyone was positioned to see because it it looks in a way the way he reacts as if his view was obstructed. Like if perhaps if, man, but, but like look look, I just think he could have done better. But yeah, I no. keep having this thought. And I don't want to have it because he is our MVP of uh-huh. our final. You know, he he won us the MLS Cup, but he has historically been a backup keeper. Uh-huh. And no, I feel like I, I agree. Perhaps he doesn't have as much in-game experience. Uh huh. Versus like penalties, it's like a shot-stopping kind of drill yeah. to the extreme. And. And then in-game situations, he might not just—he might not be accustomed to it as much because anything could happen. That ball could go anywhere; it could fly anywhere, yeah. and he's not used to it. So I'm gonna give him a slight pass, but it's just one of those concerns because I think it significantly affects how our defense is kind of operating. Because I don't know if this was all like the scoreline says our defense was kind of iffy. I don't want to give it that. I really, like, say that. I kind of feel like it was just two, like, blunders. Like, that's not going to, well. It's not going to fly, bro. Yeah. It's just not. I don't think this is stuff that we'll see often. But with that being said, it did happen twice. Like, both of those goals, in my opinion, more, it wasn't, look, credit where, where credit is due. And Portland had to be in those positions and everything. But... This was kind of where, like, one of those moments where it's just like, for example, I'll put it this way. My dad always told me that there's no such thing as luck or that there is luck. But his definition of luck, and this is something that I I abide by as well, is preparedness, being prepared, and opportunity at the same time. That's Mm -hmm. what luck is, being prepared and having the opportunity present itself. So you're ready for that when it comes. Evander was prepared. The opportunity presented itself. And he took advantage. And that's that's kind of what happened there. It was kind of just a, a moment where LAFC I, right. let off the gas. To me, you're right. It. That Evander goal is a good goal. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a player from the European League. He was in the Danish League. Um, then previously in the Brazilian League. So, but he I is mean, a good the, player. He is, yeah, and I'm, I'm giving him his credit. But with that and all, like... More still should have been done with, with ours. We we presented him mm. with the opportunity. And that's yeah. what we cannot be doing. And hopefully we can fix those mistakes as the season goes on. Because, Jorge, we got... He's giving me a finger gun <laughs> shooting. <laughs> uh, um, 
we have a CONCACAF Champions League game this Thursday against... Costa Rica. It's a Costa Rican team because I'll, I'll tell you. Alajaluense. Bro, this is terrible. Is that Arab? Alajaluense. Alajuelense. I have no idea how to say that, and I definitely botched it, but we play them on Thursday in Costa Rica, which, I mean, can't be an easy flight, right? Five hours, perhaps? Yeah, it's it's not all that. And then playing after, you know, what what is it now? Going to be four or five days of rest, and then they're going to play a game on Sunday. Time change. I can't imagine that the field conditions, weather, temperature, all that stuff, it's all going to be different. I mean, who knows? I, I... Personally, don't watch too many Costa Rican. No, I've never even heard games. of this team, honestly. <laughs> oh, you know, let's see. I've heard of a few, but you know what? I've heard of like a Puerto. Was it a Puerto Rican or Costa Rican? Because Chivas used to have mm-hmm. a oh, partnership yeah. with a team that was constantly in the Conca Champions. Now, mind you, the Conca Champions within the last like five years has been revamped so many times, and like the way that it works. Like, cause I remember. And there was no Congo champions. I was just I would just watch Copa Sudamericana and Libertadores, and that's yeah. like when South Central, and even the South uh, the South American teams, and then you know Central American and North American teams, because the MLS teams at one point I think played in Copa Sudamericana or Libertadores very 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 briefly, yeah. but they had gotten their invites. Um, but I don't remember what the name. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. I just don't remember what the name of that team was. It was either Puerto Rico or Costa Rica. Jorge Vergara owned them as well. Well, bro. Either way, Concacaf Champions League is kind of like you said. It's a relatively new kind of. I feel like not that it hasn't been around, but it's like. It's in its, it's early stages it's, still. It's, yeah, it's only in the early stages. It's kind of gaining the recognition uh-huh. that it never really had before. You know, now that. Uh, Teams like the Sounders, you know, won, uh-huh. I believe, last year. So it's like gaining some credibility, at least here in the MLS region, or United States, of course. And, I mean, LAFC was in the CONCACAF Champions League a few years ago when they won the Supporters' Shield. And Dude, they almost, got to the final, I mean, man. Yeah, we lost to... Lost to André Pierre Gignac, Gignac. Gignac. of Tigres um, for all no, you Liga Emekis fans. <laughs> yeah, that guy is more Mexican than he is French, dude. Come I on. look at him and I'm just like, you just, you don't even look French to me yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that guy is too many panes, man, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. tacos. <laughs> like the, the tacos have been good, dude. But Hell you know yeah. what, though? He's still killing it. just goes to show his... His class. His, his class and his caliber. Anyway, so. F Tigres. But yeah, so <laughs> LAFC is... Back in the CONCAF Champions League, like, you know, I, I also have concerns here, man, because, you know, our team isn't as deep, right? And I know these teams aren't to the levels of MLS squads, but, like, let's be honest, there you said it, the field conditions, the environment, like, the humidity is going to be really difficult. Look, for example, and this is a little bit of throwing shade, but also a reality check for us all. Austin lost to a Haitian team 3-1. You're absolutely right. That just happened today, right? Yesterday, I think. Oh, yesterday? Yeah. Yes, they lost to a Haitian team 3-1. So, yeah, this, like, it's, and we've we've all seen, we all saw the game, the the USMNT games in places like El Salvador Mm -hmm. and stuff like. It's a tough place. Tough places to go to, tough conditions to play in. So, 
now going here to Costa Rica, it's the same sort of situation where it's just you have so many different factors. You're in Central America. Yeah, yeah Central, Central America. America. So it's just, it's. I don't know if you guys have been there. I personally personally haven't, but I've been, you know, I've been um, I've been in Catana Roo, you know, like on that area, a little bit more Caribbean, similar sort of like humidity, and it's. It's difficult. It's hot, man. It's hot. Get, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think it's. I don't know what how it's like right now. But in I mean, Costa Rica, dude, it's, I would imagine it's, it's humid. It, most it's times, right? it's a jungle environment. Yeah. From little that I know, I almost planned a trip there, but from That's what I researched, um, Costa Rica is generally a very warm climate, uh-huh. very humid, jungle environment, beach environment, paradise kind of environment. So. It's not going to be L.A. where it's been very chilly lately or kind of a dry heat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's going to be difficult. Having seen Austin lose to a Haitian side, I feel like we shouldn't take these teams for, like, for for weak teams. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We shouldn't. We should just uh-huh. compete <clears throat> as we know how to compete. Like get it done. Yeah, get the job done. Don't, don't think about the opposition as being lesser or greater than you. Yeah. Just think of them as... You you gotta beat them. You gotta ste- and you gotta steamroll them. You gotta steamroll them, and it is what it is. Three nil, and you want to sit back, fine. But you better not get scored on again. I mean, we couldn't do that against Portland. Uh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. But so, I don't I don't know. I mean, this is a lesser, you know, like, and that's you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I, I can't I can't honestly say that because I I've never seen them play. I'm just saying that yeah. because you know they're coming from a, what we would say is a lesser league. And slash like region for mm-hmm. for soccer, so we'll see how things go. I I got full faith in our guys. I think I don't know how many of these guys were on that team that went to that that final. Nobody, Carlos Vela just is Carlos the Vela, only huh? one. Latif blessing left. And blessing left. Yeah. So it's just Vela. Vela. I feel like he's he's probably like like he's like all right. This is the last. This and the Open Cup are the last. The only two things he has not won. Mm-hmm. And, he, oh, and I guess the League's Cup, which we'll talk about that some other day. When it gets closer. When it gets closer and yeah. when we understand it again. Yeah. Because I'm a little, it, there's a lot going on here. But, it's, but the League's Cup, we'll talk about it. But it could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. We'll see. But that's this is the last thing he has to win here. Besides the Open Cup. And, well, yeah, besides the Open Cup, it's just the Conca Champions and, and that's it. So I could totally see him, like, rallying the guys and inspiring the guys and and because I think I think the Coca Champions is a special tournament to him because it involves playing teams from Mexico not only that but the key piece to it which is being able to go to the Club World Cup oh and yeah potentially I mean, play one of the biggest teams in the world for, yeah, a, for a trophy. It'd be crazy, you know, if they play Chelsea in the Club World Cup final next season. Oh, my gosh. Because, <laughs> you know, they're going to yeah, win the Champions Yeah, they're definitely going to win the Champions League, my friend. Yeah, totally. It ain't PSG, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Damn, it's not going to be PSG. Chelsea is further in the Champions League than PSG. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not rooting for Chelsea. But anyway. Um, it would be cool. It, it's like, you know, the... The opportunity to to play a team, and not just that, but like then you have other our our team playing against teams from other other countries. Just getting on that stage, you know, like it's it's it, it, you're it's important to be mm-hmm. able to rate your country and your 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 league. Where we are. 
uh, against other teams. Like oh. Sounders went against uh -huh. the Egyptian champions and lost. Like, so it's just like, where do we stand? Yeah, like, like you know, yeah. uh, I feel like I messed that up, but they did lose against uh, Alali. Alali, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. It, and, and I think next season is the expanded version, right? I'd have to do research, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think they change it like every couple years now. But they, G, Gio Infantino said that the next Club World Cup, I believe, was you're expanded. Right. You're right. And now it's like the beginning of the expansions of the. You you're, at, you're right. I remember that there was something like that. Yeah. Like this. It's just a bigger, weird. bigger tournament. I want to uh, say, thirty-two teams, but that sounds excessive. That sounds excessive, especially in a. Yeah, that's not. That can't be right. Mid-season tournament. I don't think that's the case. It was. How many are there now? Eight. I think there might be a playoff factor. Okay. And then those teams, like the oh, bigger like clubs, come down oh, based like, off of your regional league and things like that. You're right, you're right, you're right. And that'll probably, Just, yeah, yeah. That, that makes more sense. That makes sense. Um, well, anyway, we hope that LAFC go in to Costa Rica and, and win this game and then come home and finish it. So. And it'll be special, this game, against New England Revolution because... Our beloved Latif returns. He does. He comes, dude, in this, in just very early on in the season, he comes back home mm -hmm. to pick up his ring. And I think I was I was reading about that, and it sounds, it sounds like everyone's under the general impression. I haven't heard anything official from LAFC, but it sounds like everyone's under the general impression, I agree too, that he should be receiving a ring. Of course. Of, he's, of course so, he's going to receive Bale, a ring. So, I mean, if Bell gone yeah. one too, and I think... Uh, it would be absolutely amazing, and I, I believe there's not a single person in the world who would disagree with this. But if they did a small little ceremony for him, uh, I actually think they will do just mm -hmm. a very quick thing. I think in so front too. of the crowd, just to mention, you know, the importance of blessings impact to the team. To um, the to yeah, the team, the legacy, five years, like the the whole thing. Yeah. He is, again, the first commercial. The first commercial, he he was the impression of LAFC. Yeah, Lisa, like that apart was from my Bella, first it was, impression. It <laughs> blessing was blessing. Was one of the stars for sure. So um, oh, man, that it's was... gonna be nice to see him this Sunday uh, when we play the New England Revolution. Yeah, that'll be great. It'll be it'll, it'll be wonderful. So hopefully we catch all y'all there. It's gonna be an amazing game. It's you know hopefully weather isn't so bad. I know we're getting <clears throat> some storms coming in these next few days. Friday for sure. Hopefully the weekend's not. That's not what's going on. Um, but I won't be wearing white Air Maxes just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> you still had to bring up the shoes. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Um, we will be talking to you guys next week about the result of that CONCACAF Champions League game against the Costa Rican side. And New England. And also the result of the New England Revolution game. And hopefully LAFC come out with two victories. Two dubs. So, until next time, thank you and see you later. Later, skaters.